Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. This week, I have an amazing woman as a guest, Cindy Geyer. And we're going to be talking about resiliency because in this day and age and what we're all experiencing, resiliency is just so important. It just will help us bounce back when this when this thing gets in control. And just to let you know, Cindy has a passion for helping people reach their fullest potential. After working 25 years in a successful corporate career, she found herself having met most of her life goals, but feeling as though something was missing. Filled with gratitude that she had accomplished of what she had accomplished, yet restless, she started on a quest to find deeper meaning in life. Cindy has found her purpose serving others through coaching, consulting, teaching, and speaking on a variety of topics. Sorry about that. Most notably, she helps people find their way through their messy life transitions and help them build resilience in the wake of constant chaos and let go of what no longer serves them. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy that you're here. I just... um, Love the topic. I find it so important. People, you know, are really being crushed. That's the word that just came to me. Crushed under this because of lack of employment, um, being at home with their spouse that they're not used to or their kids. And, you know, everybody usually runs their own life. But now you there's a lot of things people have to face because of the enormity that's going on in the world. Yeah. So... What, why is the resiliency so important, not just for this pandemic, but for life? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, thank you. It, uh, this is something I just have a passion for because I know just in my heart, I've dealt with a lot of things in my life and that, you know, I know that I've not always done the best at preparing for or dealing with or even the aftermath of different situations in my life. And I've found the tools and tips that have really helped me. And I know that a lot of these are ones that other people practice, but it's really critical now that we focus in on, you know, what are those things that we can do to help um, be more buoyant and see this as maybe an opportunity. So I'm pretty hopeful in all of this and think that rather than seeing it as a really horrific situation, which it is, but there are also opportunities for us to kind of tap into how can we um, be stronger, be more resilient? How can we be better people? And, and it, yes. And so how can people, you know, I know that, that I'm going to jump around a little bit with questions, but let's just give a quick tip, one tip, and then we'll do teas throughout the show of different <laughs> tips people can do to address resiliency and how yeah. they start it, how they begin yeah developing resiliency in their life? You know, for me, what I found in my journey is um, the importance of reconnecting with yourself. And I think there's an opportunity for many of us who maybe have a little bit more downtime. Um, Now, granted, there are people who are crazy busy during this time, but if there are downtimes to be able to kind of tap into, you know, what are your personal values? Um, what are those lessons you've learned in your life and how can you continue to build them? So reconnecting with self is one of the biggest things that's important um, to me. And really understanding your values is one of the, the most important things. Um, for me, I know that my values are around connection and freedom and compassion and health. And those are things that I'm tapping into right now during this downtime and really recognizing the importance of them. That's great. I, it's, 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 um, I like what you're talking about for the resiliency and what you're tapping into. I also feel that being resilient is also, being creative also helps resiliency. Mm. You know, tapping into that creative place in your mind, whether it's through read a book, uh, do a puzzle, mm-hmm. 
you know, find a project on Pinterest or on YouTube because you can learn so much. And the great thing is our, at least our hardware stores are open. So maybe there's something that you might want to you know, tackle <laughs> that you can go to a hardware store for. That's right. That's right. I, I'm, I have a community on Facebook, women creating their best lives. And I've asked that question to people around, you know, what are you doing during this time to either stay sane, to, you know, find um, humor, and then also how to reconnect kind of with that inner child. And yes. I have found a lot of people are, you know, boy, I'm going back to learning the piano. And uh, some are learning to or going back to coloring books or doing art projects with their kids and finding that really fulfilling. Um, I've been doing a lot of journaling and just, you know, silence, whether it's meditation or listening to music. Introspection. Important. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, I mean, introspection is, this is a great time to, to sort of recalibrate your life. You know, you can look at the things that aren't serving you that you haven't wanted to address and you can address it now because, you know, you're by, you're in a house either by yourself with a family, but you can go to a room, close a door. Yes. And even if it's the bathroom, I'm sorry. You That's know, right. That's right. You can go to the bathroom, say, I'm taking a long bath and, you know, but you only have a shower stall. That's okay. I'm taking a bath and do your journaling and your introspection if that's what yeah. you need to do it for privacy. That's that's an important tip to really thinking about what are those spaces for you. You know, it might be that you have to get in your car and take a drive and leave your kids with your spouse for a little bit, um, wherever it is that you can tap into yourself. Because I feel like there are, you know, different types of people, certainly. My kids are home from college, so they're kind of right on top of me, and my husband's here. So I've got to find those, those spots where I can have that alone time that I wasn't, that I was used to having before this all happened. And for others, you know, if you have your alone time already, then you've got to find time to reach out and connect with people, find that social connection. That's really important. Um, One of the strategies that I use every day, I start to think about who is important to me in my life. And once a day, or not once a day, but probably several times, I'll just send a quick text, I'll send an email, make a phone call, just to reach out, let people know I'm thinking about you, you know, this is a time we need to stay connected as well. It's so important. And I have to tell you, I think about my first marriage, and if this was happening then, and you know, when I had the kids in the house, and even though we had a a decent sized house, the energy was still in there. And sometimes you need to disconnect from the energy. And I love that idea of getting in your car and just taking a drive or take a walk. Yes. Yeah. Maybe go somewhere where you could, I don't know if it's warm enough where you are, but down here where I'm at, it's 80 degrees. So you could take your shoes off and walk in grass and walk in nature, except your feet get red because it's red clay. But (laughs) it, uh, so you walk around with stained feet, but you can still, you know, get in touch with nature and watch the birds, you know, watch the hawks you know, the ducks, the geese, whatever it might be, and, and listen to their songs. And our, those songs are so uplifting as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm in the Chicago area, and it's we've had some lovely days. And even if they're not lovely, you know, I am noticing a lot more people outside. And so that is a beautiful thing that's happening. Again, kind of this positive disruption. You know, it's yeah. a lot of people think it's a change, and there's a lot of negatives that are kind of connected to change. But I start to see people coming out of their homes and, you know, taking a bike ride or walking their dog. And that is really important to tap into. Nature is so um, rejuvenating and we've kind of lost touch with it. So this is a beautiful thing. And it's so rich with layers of color and sound and textures that if you pay attention to it, and it's funny because um, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and instead of saying social distancing, she calls it social mindfulness, because mm. you're being mindful of the other person. Well, it's the same thing with being mindful of your environment. Yes, that is for sure. Yes. Yeah. And and we were losing touch with that, especially in the United States, you know, as, as a consultants working with different organizations. I've seen people get to that point where they are just, you know, kind of tapped out. They feel constant fight or flight. And this is a really important point is that this is now a time where you maybe don't have the commute. You don't have 
the travel that you were doing, maybe there's an opportunity to really do some of that reflection and think about, was that the right situation for you? Did you need to live that harried, hectic life or is it a chance to reset? And that's something that's really critical. I've been working with clients who are thinking about, yeah, maybe some of these things I was trying to do are not as um, important to me anymore. And, you know, when you read my bio, Marla, that, that is something I always reflect on because, yeah, I was in a situation where I was making good money and had kind of the perfect corporate life. You know, I did all the right things. I went to college. I met my husband, um, you know, got the good job, you know, continued to get promoted, yet there was something missing. And I think a lot of people are now kind of being able to access what was missing for them. Exactly. And also, as the veils are lifting, people are becoming more acutely aware of their life, that they're just going through the motions and that there's more to life than this. And what can they do to shift their life and their mindset? Yeah. So let's talk about resiliency and mindset. How do you, how would you talk to me if I was your client and we're talking about changing my mindset because I'm so stuck in my ways? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and First of all, there's no judgment, right? Because you are on that exact path. There's compassion for all of us just doing the best we can. And so the mindset piece is really, though, um, how much of this do you really feel like you can control? And we can control, obviously, our attitudes, our behaviors. A lot of this is out of our control. And one of the biggest things that I'm discovering right now is people who feel like, oh, I just can't wait to get on with life as it was. Mm -hmm. And what I want people to think about, what I'd love for my clients to think about is your life is happening right now. You know, so when you mentioned mindfulness a minute ago, that's a huge part of this. You know, right now, it's just you and I in this interview. There's nothing else going on. Um, When you have your kids at home and you're working, you know, find those times to like pivot. And now I'm being mindful of being in the presence and space with my children. You know, when I need to, I'll go back to work, but really make that delineation so that you're, you're really thinking about where you have control. That's so true because I know I work out of my home and there are times where it just sort of like everything sort of flows together. And if it wasn't, thank God for my blessed dog, because he gets me out of the house like four to six times a day. Sometimes my husband shares with me, and but I get to go and walk him and stretch my legs and get exercise and see the the neighborhood and you know smell the the trees were just flowering recently and I'd go into these certain areas and it was like the the fragrance was so sweet and it was just wafting over and I would love to do my like five thirty a.m. walks with him because yeah. the the fragrance was so sweet and I could just stand under the tree going oh my god this is so amazing. And if I didn't have him, you know, I think about like, well, I I don't know if I'd walk around as many times as I do and get the, but get the break. But we need to make sure, in my opinion, that we, like you said, delineate your time, family time, work time. I need, I need to move my body time. Yes. You know, I'm a meditator. I do a meditation live every day. Um, you know, meditating is so important. It's, just, it's It just gives you so much perspective. It changes your perspective and gives you a different perspective when your yeah. body is resting, but your mind is focusing on, like I always put a screen in front of my eyes and see what comes across it. And it beautiful. just is, It I, I like that. That's a beautiful tip to share with people. Yeah, you know, it's so, that's so wonderful. And I love when you talk about just smelling fragrances. I mean, that's really what mindfulness is. It's, you know, being in your body and recognizing what you see, what you smell, what you're hearing. And we are in a a lifestyle around the world of everything's a means to an end. And I, I start to ask myself, like, what's the end? Like, what is that end point? Like, we're never happy in the moment. And I found that being mindful and focusing on the moment is where I am happy. I have joy. I have contentedness. And and that's something I offer my clients as well is to think about how can you create that in the moment right now instead of worrying about the past or, you know, catastrophizing a future that hasn't happened yet. Right. And that's what fear is, is worrying about something that hasn't happened. 
And I know that that our government is really trying to give some sort of band-aid to help people, you know, know that there's money coming in. But in the meantime, what does one do? How does one, you know, pay their rent, pay, get food if you don't have an income? And that is the challenging piece for everyone. So compassion goes into resiliency as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's and it's compassion for yourself first. You know, it's it's really interesting how people, how many people I work with are so critical of, of themselves and the the self talk. And it's compassion for others. We're we're we tend to be more um, compassionate for others. Yes, and I love when people can shift to providing that same sort of compassion and care and love to yourself because it does start there. It really is a huge part of resiliency is just finding that you are, you know, you are whole as you are. There's nothing broken. And self-care, I think I agree with you, needs to be the number one focus because yes, you might have family and children, but if you're not healthy, if you're not able, if you're not in a good mindset, how are you going to model for your family? Yeah. When then I'm thinking children, but because they need the models, they need to follow models. And if, you know, so it's taking care of yourself first, the oxygen mask analogy comes in, comes to play again. You need to put on your oxygen mask first before helping others. And it's so important. And that doesn't mean ignoring everybody and everybody else's needs, but be mindful of your needs and what's going on. And, yeah. and it's so funny because I, I do talk to people who say, well, that's selfish, you know, for me to, to have focus on myself first. And I think, no, you know, how much more valuable will you be to your family, to your colleagues, if you're working, if you are focused on yourself and taking care there? And I've got a number of practices I can share there. I'd love to. to can we start tips. sharing one? Could you share one before we go on break? Yeah, you know, I think about, well, this is a perfect example as we segue into the break, because taking breaks is really important. So, you know, especially if you're working from home, um, I recommend at least every 90 minutes, get up from your laptop, take a break. That could be that walk outside, look out your window, you know, um, get a healthy snack, drink some water. Those are really great practices, but every 90 minutes at the very minimum. Perfect. Well, we're going we're to take our break right now. We'll be back <laughs> on the other side. Stick around with us. And thank you for being here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around with us. If you're just tuning in, I've got Cindy Geyer with me. And Cindy is amazing. She left a high-powered corporate job, and now she's teaching, consulting, speaking on a variety of topics. But today's topic is resiliency, which fits so well with what's going on in the world. It's something we really need help with, and that's what we were talking about on the break. Welcome back, Cindy. Thank you. Glad so to be back. Good to have you here. So where did we leave off? We were talking about, on the break, we were talking about how important resiliency is um, for moving forward, for being yes. able to be happy and joyful yes. in your life. So let's talk about how resiliency um, works on happiness and joy and, you know, for making people happier when they're more resilient. Yeah, you know, and and so much of this, I think, is around, uh, we talked a little bit about mindset, but just really checking in with the thoughts that are going on in our head, you know, and whether they're compassionate thoughts. Um, I know in, you know, several years ago, early on in my career, and when my kids were little, I had a lot of negative self-talk, you know, am I good enough mother? I felt a lot of guilt. I was constantly kind of beating myself up. And now that I can look back at that, I have compassion for my former self. And, you know, that the research really shows that we're, again, we're hardwired to have negative thoughts. We're always trying to protect ourselves. We're always looking for threats and trying to assess them, that whole fight or flight, as we were talking about in the break. Yes. When we start to think about the thoughts that are going through our minds, you know, if and, and Rick Hansen is a great author who talks about resilience. He says that negative thoughts are like Velcro in our brains and that positive thoughts can slide off like Teflon. And if you think about that, when someone gives you feedback or you ask someone for feedback and maybe they give you a couple pieces of negative and then mostly positive, what do we usually listen to and react to? Negative. <laughs> negative. That's what yeah. sticks. That's what we remember. And so it's being really mindful that our brains are um, doing that as a way to protect us. But if we can get in a habit of finding ways to reposition what's coming into our, um, into our minds and, and have it be more positive, um, you know, just, interest, just observing it kind of like an outsider and seeing that a lot of those thoughts aren't healthy, that's going to help people be more resilient overall. So what if you, if you had a client in front of you and that you were talking about this to them, what would you suggest for them to do to change their thought pattern, to, mm. to change that negative t- self-talk, to be more yeah, so a lot of a lot of what it is, and even with my own coach, you know, my coach will challenge me, like, think about what you just said there and, you know, are you, is what you're saying true? And so there are limiting beliefs. Many of us have limiting beliefs that hold us back. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough, whatever it might be. And we sometimes articulate them and we're more likely to attract situations that validate those thoughts if we continue to say them. So I recommend just simply listening to your thoughts and when you can turn them around, you know, recognize that, ah, I just told myself I wasn't pretty enough or thin enough. You know, no, I am enough. See, and what I do is I have this bracelet. It says clear delete times three. (laughs) And so why do I wear it? Why do I have it? Because when I go through this, you know, this negative self-talk, negative talk, period. Like if I have a negative thought about a person or let somebody cuts me off and I get human and I get colorful in my language, you know, I say clear delete and I do it in threes. I do everything in threes. So it's clear, delete, clear, delete, clear, delete, because what happens is you love attraction. You put this out in the universe. So what happens? As my friend Mike says, you know, where your thoughts go, energy follows. So you get back what you put out. Absolutely. And, and when you stop it from going further into the ethers, 
then you don't get that negative bam in your face, that boomerang effect coming back at you with the negative you've pulled out. Because when yeah. you set something negatively, it comes back to you, what, tenfold? Yes. I don't want to carry that. Huh? I don't want to exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the more we can find the positive spin on things, you know, and that's something that I've looked at, even with hardships, with adversity, with things that can be perceived by many people as bad. I try to look inward and say, you know, what's the lesson I can learn from this? Exactly. What's the, what can I be grateful for? What could have been worse? You know, how can I shift my perception? And that is a game changer for me, you know? And I do the same thing. I was just thinking of a situation I had where I had um, my, you know, an annual test and the doctor said, oh, we need you to come back. And then they said, we want you to have this you know, further checked. And I, but I had a two hour wait. So, and I'm not one who tends to believe in worrying, but what I did is I went outside, I looked up, I said, okay, what's my lesson? What am I supposed to learn? Here? That's right. And how do you take it and not make it like, like Henny Penny and the sky's falling down? Boy, am I aging myself by saying that, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's just really, it's a really tough thing to sit there and not get all freaked out. But if you don't worry until there's something to worry about, you have so much space and time Yes, to have more positive things go through your, your brain, your thoughts. Yes, experiences. exactly. Exactly. So what I'm also saying too is, is you know, be, be honor those emotions because Right now, we are on a roller coaster. I, I personally have been dealing with disappointment, anger, sadness. I mean, we all have it. And so more than ever, it's really important to just acknowledge the emotions. And it's okay to have them. And so sure, there's this whole lesson in there, you know, that I talked about where we can flip it. But in the moment, we're going to feel it. And you know? if you feel it, you feel, allow it to happen. If you want to cry, cry. If exactly. you want to scream, scream. It's, it's, it's really, I agree. Don't repress it because it's much more taxing on your immune system, which we need right. to have strong when you repress your feelings or try to brush everything under the rug because you're right. not accustomed to feeling things. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, a lot of us, we do, you're right, we suppress, we repress those emotions. I've been guilty of that. And, and again, no judgment where anyone is, right? Because right. we're protecting ourselves. But I found it really helpful. And especially I, I'm starting to journal a little bit, which, you know, not everyone loves that practice, but to write down, you know, some of those feelings. Um, I have a, a technique that I use for myself that I've created for my clients called SAFER, and it's an acronym. And it's, you know, when you feel any kind of emotion, a lot of times we can't even label what it is. Right. But the S in SAFER is for just stop. Like, okay, something's happening, you know, and start to observe it maybe from an outsider's perspective. Um, so just stop and acknowledge, that's the A, acknowledge that something is triggering me. You know, I'm feeling something and thank the emotion because it's giving you, it's giving you a message. It's um, telling you something going on in the external environment that you need to deal with. The F is to actually allow yourself to feel it. So if you can label it, oh, this is what sadness feels like, you know, labeling it, allow the, whatever it is, the lightheadedness or the heartbeat or the um, sweaty palms, whatever it might be for you, feel into it. And then once you've felt the emotion, if you can, what can you learn from it? What is it teaching you? Is this a pattern? And that's what the E is. It's evolve or learn. And then finally, if you can get to this point, it may take a while, but release it. Release, you know, allow it to go. And I, you know, I try to see a light come down and just like take it away. And it doesn't mean it's completely gone from my system because we talked about cortisol going through our system. Right. But at least I'm allowing it to like, okay, I felt you, I understand the message and I'm letting it go. Exactly. And I, I, I agree with that message. I, I like safer. I want to remember safer and especially the evolving and the letting go. And everybody has different ways of letting things go. Some people work out, they need yeah. some hardcore exercise. Yes. Tennis was always good for me because I would always visualize what was going on on the ball 
And right. when I would serve, I would just pick it up and, and or anytime the ball came to me, I just saw what it was on that ball. And exertion is so amazing. It feels so good. Kneading bread, make some yeast bread and just knead it. Oh, absolutely. And you yeah. do two things at once. You're feeding somebody, but you're getting stuff out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we've got to get it out of our bodies. I mean, people don't realize often, I didn't realize this till really looking at the research, that we carry emotions in our bodies. And we, you know, that's why we often have symptoms in our bodies of pain and um, different things that come to us. And it's stuff that builds up over time. So the more and crying, as you mentioned before, really healthy, go do it. I've done it. I closed the bathroom and cried. It really is. You've got to release it. So important, but what did you, you just mentioned something um, before crying. Um, Oh, the research around the, 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 how it builds up in your body. Right. And so that's where dis-ease comes from. And, you know, it's no wonder that people who are under heavy stress or are really heavily self-abusive and negative tend to have issues in their areas. And, you know, if you go to somebody who, who maps this out, you can find that probably if you have heart problems, you've had a lot of heartache in your life and it's been problematic, whether it's breaking of a heart, disappointments, whatever it is, and not getting it out. Yes. You're not, you're not getting the, the message behind what's happening, whatever yeah. it might be. And there are so many tools, right, to be able to release that. I mean, we talked about exercise, Um, you know, find an energy healer, a Reiki, someone who can help you release it that way. EFT, um, you know, is a a technique for tapping. Tapping. There are, yeah, there's, there are a lot of tools out there and, and not everything will work for everyone. Um, You know, find someone to talk to, whether it's a coach or a therapist or, a spiritual leader or a healer, you know, find someone to talk to. I find just talking things out is a really great way to just get some of the emotions released. There's two caveats. One caveat is it is, but you have to let go of the story at some time because you tell it to the, the healer, whomever it be, whether it's a mental health practitioner or somebody else. But if you keep repeating this story over and over and over again, it still, it stays wound up. You need to, yes. by telling it, it's like unwinding the story. But then at some point, you've got to let the story go yeah. and stop repeating it. Because the more you repeat it, the more you, you know, put it into your cellular memory. And that's the thing you do not want. That's right. That's so true. I think that's, that's what's nice about if you can have a practitioner that you work with over time. They're able to see those patterns and hear those stories repeating. And, you know, a good coach or a good practitioner will call you out and let, and bring those things to your awareness. And again, not to shame anyone because we all have stories. We all have, you know, we all have those truths that we believe are what made us who we are. But if we can start to see it from a different perspective, and sometimes those those individuals can provide that perspective, can be really, really powerful. There's one more point I'd like to bring in is when you go to a healer, when you go to a mental health thing, per- professional, I'm going to implore you to please be open and receptive. You can go in as skeptical as you want, but be open and receptive because if you're going in with a closed mind, you're going to block a, hearing what's being said or feeling the shift in the energy. Yep. So that's that's the one thing I, I tell people, go in with an open mind and an open heart if possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you know, I just want to say for all of what we're talking about today, I mean, these are beautiful practices that, you know, I learned through my life have helped me. Um, but I also don't want anyone to feel like, well, now I need, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. I mean, Everyone is doing the best darn job that they can do right now. And a lot of what we can provide as solace to people is just space and grace. Allow yourself to just be, if you are having trouble, even just getting up and watching this podcast today, that's, that could be enough. That's okay. So we're also saying that you can do small things, you know, so we don't want to stay there forever. So there are some small things. You have to do everything, but try a few things Try a few practices to look at it from a different perspective. So can you give somebody uh, a hint on how they might be able to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
One that I love, and I think we talked about this before, is gratitude. You know? Yes. And that is such a powerful tool in our toolkits to think about, you know, and not just go through the motions that I'm thankful for my health, I'm thankful for my family, et cetera, but really tapping into what are some different things that you could be thankful for. And there's scientific research that this helps to rewire our brains. Oh, it does. And it makes you so much happier than you are. But yeah. see, I'm going to debate there with you just a little bit because my family is there are people that don't know how, how to have a gratitude practice. They don't know gratitude. So my feeling is, is if they don't know, do the small things. Be grateful that you have a place to be in with yeah. this pandemic. Be grateful that you have company if you have company. Absolutely. Or if you're alone, be grateful because you're you're on your own. There's a you be grateful that you've got a roof over your head, you've got clothes in your back, you're able to you know have clean clothes, or you have a toothbrush, or you have soap, or somebody brought you food today, so Absolutely. you have something to eat. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, we can be grateful for the heroes in our society: the nurses, the doctors, everyone in the front line, drivers, our workers. So that, you know, that's simple. If you can't be grateful for something that you have, um, then find something external. And that's another huge way of, you know, just really reinforcing this idea of gratitude. And it's so important. So my suggestion, my, you know, invitation is take, a, take some paper and in the morning, you know, instead of you might not want a journal, but do at least five things in the morning that you're grateful for. And then in the evening, five things that happen to you during the day and that brings you gratitude or joy or happiness. Right. And then when you look back at it, you realize you're really richer than you ever anticipated you were, you ever thought you were. Yes, that's exactly it. It builds up. It's, it's also that's going to attract, as you talked about before, the law of attraction, but you will attract more of what you have gratitude for. There is, there is such power in that. It's really, really beautiful. So much power. We're going to talk more about resiliency and gratitude and other things when we come back. We're going to take a break right now. See you on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 
1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Cindy Geyer. Cindy is a coach, consultant, teacher, and speaker. She left a corporate, a really high-powered corporate position and really turned her life into a new direction, went down a different journey. And so we're talking about resiliency, especially in this time and day. But before we start talking, going back to our subject, it's charity shout-out time. So Cindy's charity is Big Brother, Big Sister of Chicago. Cindy, welcome back. And let's share why is this a great charity to support? Mm. So I have been working as a consultant with the Brothers Big Sisters in Chicago for the last year. And I um, I have happened to know the CEO of the organization and they do such great things for students and youth in the Chicago area, providing a big brother or a big sister, a mentor to these youth who maybe don't have a strong figure in their lives. And I had reached out to this friend of mine to see if I could help out the organization. And I didn't become a big sister, but what I did do is offer um, a lot of training programs for the mid-level managers at their staff. And it was just a beautiful thing to see, just the inner workings of how they support the community and the events that they provide. And it's just a wonderful cause. Just really proud to be affiliated with them. They're a great organization. They've been around for a long time. And here's the thing. If you don't want to donate funds and you have time, be a mentor. Help. You know, help be, you know, put um, an imprint, a beautiful imprint on someone's life and help them change their life in a direction they might not have if you weren't in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And changing one life can change many. As we know, there's that whole reciprocal effect. That's wonderful. it is so true. And so to reach out to the big brothers and big sisters of Chicago, it's www.bbbschgo.org. Again, bbbschgo.org. So wonderful. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I have to say, with all the podcasts I've done, I haven't had this one on before. Well, great. So I'm happy to have this. Let's talk about immune system real quick and and resiliency and how it supports each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you think about uh, one of the biggest emotions we talk about during this time is fear. And fear is extremely powerful. And there's no denying that there's a lot of fear around, you know, whether we get sick personally, whether someone we love gets sick. Um, but it's not going to serve our immune system. So finding ways to, and again, this is starting to think about not to catastrophize the future, but really focusing on the present moment. What can you do to take care of your immune system? And a lot of that is through release. Um, Everything from talking to someone, as we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. reaching out to people, using some of the tools we talked about, like meditation, mindfulness, journaling, gratitude, Breathing, you know, just breathing and recognizing the patterns in your body. Those are all powerful tools for lowering the cortisol, which we don't want to build up in our systems because when that's in our system too long, that's when we can compromise our immune systems. Well, it builds up inflammation and then, you know, it just, yes. And then it it does start compromising everything. So, and then you don't know, am I getting the virus or is it something else or is it nothing? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So overwhelming. And there was, you wanted to speak about, um, there's some tips and tools you wanted to share. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going back to just where we are, you know, right now in this whole process of dealing with this coronavirus, the COVID-19, I think about um, the changes that have been imposed upon us. You know, we have literally had to shift and change the way we work, the way we go to school, the, the way or if even if we have leisure activities, you know, everything around us has shifted and it's been imposed upon us. And many of us can feel like resentful, like all of a sudden, you know, I don't have the freedom that I had once had. But knowing that there's a, a transition that we all go through, it's different from change. 
So the change itself is the event, that external situation that flips the switch. And a change could be a wedding or a promotion at your job or having a baby, and they can be very positive changes. This is a change around how we do how we do life. And so the transition piece, I just wanted to mention, it's based on the work of William Bridges, talking about stages of transition that we all go through differently. The very first stage is the ending. And there is a feeling sometimes for many of us, a loss or grief or letting go of something, the the normal stage. And a lot of people are staying there and it's very sad and disheartening. And then many of us evolve into what's called the neutral zone, which is often referred to as the wilderness and it's chaotic and sometimes unstable and wobbly and we don't really know and it's uncertain. And then there's the new beginning where we kind of get with the routine and move on. And I would say that we're all navigating this crazy time right now. And some of us are more resistant to change. So we're in that ending and it's really hard to let go of what was. And then many of us are in this neutral zone and kind of, you know, trying to figure out how to navigate. And for many people, they find being creative and being innovative. And this is where a lot of people who maybe are a little bit more um, open to change are thriving potentially, Mm -hmm. or there's, you know, they have their wobbly periods and more roller coaster uh, of emotions. And then there are some people that are just like, yeah, this is my new life. I'm with it. You know, they adapt really quickly, adaptability. And they're like just embracing what is. Maybe they're being really creative during this time. The key to remember is that we're all different and that we're all going to experience those those stages differently. And there's no right or wrong, no judgment. Um, But if you can start to recognize that you will go through those patterns, no matter where you are right now, And it's helpful to recognize where you are in certain facets of your life and then just honor those feelings. (laughs) So true. And being compassion. Compassion has a lot to do with positive forward momentum. You you got it. You got it. Yeah. And and we we just, we sometimes struggle with having that self-compassion as we talked about earlier, but um, this is a, a call to everyone just to say, you know, allow yourself to, to feel it, but take some positive steps to move yourself along that continuum and, and where you can reach out and get some help if you need to. True. And be as much service as you can be for other people. You have elders that are, you know, put away or people with immune um, compromises, you know, auto, autoimmune issues, lung issues, diabetes, and they really shouldn't be out shopping or doing whatever. See if you can help them out. See if you can do something for them if you know that they have these issues. Do a wellness check. Yeah, We were talking before, send an email, a text, a call, you know, just to make sure that someone is okay and they don't need anything. A lot of people are afraid to ask for help. Do you find yes. that? Yes, absolutely. They're resistant to asking for help because they feel weak and vulnerable. Right. And, you know, the other thing that occurs to me, too, is having some sort of community that you're aligned with. So I happen to have this Facebook group that's it's women creating their best lives. Find something along that lines, you know, because if you have a positive source, we talked before about if you're so focused on the news and the headlines and some of the, you know, really somewhat disturbing information that's out there or social media platforms that aren't helpful. um, Try to separate yourself from that. Find the positive ones because that again is going to feed into your immune system. Just being associated with more positive aspects of, of what's out there. So I was telling Cindy this morning, I had to drive my husband to the airport because he had to go take care of something. And I was looking for something to listen to and it was all so heavy, all COVID-19. So I turn on the 70s channel and KC and the Sunshine Band is on and I'm dancing and, you know, and I bebop when I drive and I'm, it just makes me so happy and it just lifts me up so I can, I'm not going to worry about something I can't worry about right now because, you know, it, it's out there, it's real and I, I take it seriously, but I don't want to bring it into my energetic field. So I'd rather bring uplifting music 
you know, I love comedies. Like what I like to do is wind down. Like we sit outside, we have, we're, we're by the water. So we at night, we sit and have dinner in our outdoor dining room. But then I like to watch comedy before I go to bed because then I have funny dreams. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I, humor is, there are some hilarious things out there right now. (laughs) And yeah, laughing is super healthy as well. So it's just, it's finding that balance for you, right? I mean, those are so great. Yep. But, But the key here is live this moment because we can't wish away this time. These are really powerful times. And there's a lot of lessons that I believe we're, we're learning individually and collectively around the world. And, and the more we can tap into ourselves and maybe we are recognizing that that job that we had before all of this wasn't the one that was really serving you at your core. And if you can find something that you're more passionate about or more aligned with during this time, that's a beautiful thing that can happen for you. And this is an amazing time. I'm going to layer on what you've just yeah. said. Again, if if what if you realize that what you're doing in life is not making your heart sing, we say it different ways. Yeah, this is a great time to start exploring what you can do. And I talk about home-based businesses, uh, body butter. You know, making things at home and and have stockpiling it. And when we can go out, then you can go and sell it at. Um, Farmers markets or whatever you know you can do, or like these people making masks, you know yes. you can do something and give back if you can afford to buy the material, you know make the masks, help people, send them out there. I mean, if I could sew, I would definitely be into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find and you know what I love is when people find those things that they were passionate about as kids, oh, and then they yes. start to realize, you know, because we, we can learn a lot from our from our former child, you know, and those things that we really enjoyed then. And, you know, I recognized my need for connecting with people. And so that's something that I'm doing now. I'm trying to reach out during this time and, you know, form collaborations and um, offer free services right now because it's needed more than ever. And if I can help afford. one person in that process, that's, you know, that's a win for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I so agree with you. And Cindy, the hour is coming to a close. So I thank you so much for being a part of the show today. The information was amazing. The tips and tools were great. And I so am, I'm so grateful for you and all you share with everyone. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm grateful to you, Marla. I'm so glad that we've had this connection and uh, honored to be here on the show. Me as well. Thanks again. And I want to thank Voice America and everyone who puts this show on because without you, it wouldn't be as wonderful as it is. I want to thank Teresa Scott and Reed, my assistant, my right hand, my left hand. So grateful for you every day. And I'm grateful for you out there who are tuned in to listen to this podcast. I truly hope that something that we've talked about today resonates with you and it's something you could bring into your life and build your resilience, uh, gratitude, whatever it might be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you know, I, I can't even say how much I appreciate you tuning into the show and taking time out of your day and your life and spending it with me. So thank you. And until next week, I send you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Have a beautiful week.